Welcome to the doctrine of justification by faith through the imputation of the righteousness of Christ, explained, confirmed, and vindicated by Dr. John Owen. We will be continuing to read from page 68 for this reading. This Reformation audio resource is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. Many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog containing classic and contemporary Puritan and Reformed books, CDs, and much more at great discounts, are on the web at www.swrb.com. Also, please consider, pray, and act upon the important truths found in the following quotation by Charles Spurgeon. As the Apostle says to Timothy, so also he says to everyone, Give yourselves to reading. He who will not use the thoughts of other men's brains proves that he has no brains of his own. You need to read. Renounce as much as you will all light literature, but study as much as possible sound theological works, especially the Puritanic writers and expositions of the Bible. The best way for you to spend your leisure is to be either reading or praying. And now, to SWRB's reading of the doctrine of justification by faith through the imputation of the righteousness of Christ, explained, confirmed, and vindicated, which we hope you will find to be a great blessing, and which we pray draws you nearer to the Lord Jesus Christ. For He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man come unto the Father but by Him. John 14, verse 6. And these things I shall leave as I find them unto the use of the church. For I shall not contend with any about the way and manner of expressing the truth, where the substance of it is retained. That which in these things is aimed at is the advancement and glory of the grace of God in Christ, with the conduct of the souls of men unto rest and peace with Him. Where this is attained or aimed at, and that in the way of truth for the substance of it, variety of apprehensions and expressions concerning the same things may tend unto the useful exercise of faith and the edification of the church. Wherefore, neither opposing nor rejecting what have been delivered by others as their judgments herein, I shall propose my own thoughts concerning it, not without some hopes that they may tend to communicate light in the knowledge of the thing itself inquired into and the reconciliation of some differences about it amongst learned and holy men. I say, therefore, that the Lord Jesus Christ Himself, as the ordinance of God, in His work of mediation for the recovery and salvation of lost sinners, and, as unto that end proposed in the promise of the gospel, is the adequate, proper object of justifying faith, or of saving faith in its work and duty, with respect unto our justification. The reason why I thus state the object of justifying faith is because it completely answers all that is ascribed unto it in the Scripture and all that the nature of it does require. What belongs unto it as faith in general is here supposed and what is peculiar unto it as justifying is fully expressed. And a few things will serve for the explication of the thesis which shall afterwards be confirmed. Parentheses number one. The Lord Jesus Christ himself is asserted to be the proper object of justifying faith. 
For so it is required in all those testimonies of Scripture where that faith is declared to be our believing in Him, on His name, our receiving of Him, or looking unto Him. Whereunto the promise of justification and eternal life is annexed, whereof afterwards. See John chapter 1 verse 12, chapter 3 verse 16 and verse 36, chapter 6 verse 29 and 47, chapter 7 verse 38, chapter 14 verse 12, Acts chapter 10 verse 43, chapter 13 verse 38 and 39, chapter 16 verse 31, chapter 26 verse 18, etc. Parentheses number 2. He is not proposed as the object of our faith unto the justification of life, absolutely, but as the ordinance of God, even the Father, unto that end, who therefore also is the immediate object of faith as justifying. In what respects we shall declare immediately. So, justification is frequently ascribed unto faith as peculiarly acted on him, John chapter 5 verse 24. He that believeth on him that sent him hath everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but hath passed from death unto life. And herein is comprised that grace, love, and favor of God, which is the principal moving cause of our justification. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 and 24. And hereunto, John chapter 6, verse 29. And the object of faith is complete. This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. God the Father as sending, and the Son as sent, that is, Jesus Christ in the work of his mediation as the ordinance of God for the recovery and salvation of lost sinners, is the object of our faith. See First Peter chapter 1 verse 21. Parenthesis number 3 that he may be the object of our faith, whose general nature consists in assent, and which is the foundation of all its other acts, he is proposed in the promises of the gospel, which I therefore place as concurring unto its complete object. Yet I do not herein consider the promises merely as peculiar divine revelations, in which sense they belong unto the formal object of faith, but as they contain, propose, and exhibit Christ as the ordinance of God and the benefits of His mediation unto them that do believe. There is an especial assent unto the promises of the gospel, wherein some place the nature and essence of justifying faith, or of faith in its work and duty with respect unto our justification. And so they make the promises of the gospel to be the proper object of it. And it cannot be but that, and the actings of justifying faith. There is a peculiar assent unto them. Howbeit, this being only an act of the mind, neither the whole nature nor the whole work of faith can consist therein. Wherefore, so far as the promises concur to the complete object of faith, they are considered materially also, namely, as they contain the purpose and exhibit Christ unto believers. And in that sense, are they frequently affirmed in the scripture to be the object of our faith unto the justification of life. Acts chapter 2 verse 39, chapter 26 verse 6, Romans chapter 4 verse 16 and verse 20, 
chapter 15, verse 8, Galatians chapter 3, verse 16, and verse 18, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1, chapter 6, verse 13, chapter 8, verse 6, chapter 10, verse 36. Parentheses number 4. The end for which the Lord Christ, in the work of His mediation, is the ordinance of God, and as such proposed in the promises of the gospel, namely the recovery and salvation of lost sinners, belongs unto the object of faith as justifying. Hence, the forgiveness of sin and eternal life are proposed in the scripture as things that are to be believed unto justification, or as the object of our faith. Matthew chapter 9 verse 2, Acts chapter 2 verse 38 and 39, chapter 5 verse 31, chapter 26 verse 18, Romans chapter 3 verse 25, chapter 4 verse 7 and verse 8, Colossians chapter 2 verse 13, Titus chapter 1 verse 2, etc. And whereas the just is to live by his faith, and everyone is to be believed for himself, or make an application of the things believed unto his own behoof, some from hence have affirmed the pardon of our sins and our salvation to be the proper object of faith. And indeed it does belong thereunto, when, in the way and order of God and the gospel, we can attain unto it. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 and 4, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. Wherefore, asserting the Lord Jesus Christ in the work of His mediation to be the object of faith unto justification, I include therein the grace of God, which is the cause, the pardon of sin, which is the effect, and the promise of the gospel, which are the means of communicating Christ and the benefits of His mediation unto us. And all these things are so united, so intermixed in their mutual relations and respects, so concatenated in the purpose of God and the declaration made of His will in the gospel, as that the believing of any one of them does virtually include the belief of the rest, and by whom any of them is disbelieved, they frustrate and make void all the rest, and so faith itself. The due consideration of these things solves all the difficulties that arise about the nature of faith, either from the scripture or from the experience of them that believe, with respect unto its object. Many things in the scripture are we said to believe with it and by it, and that unto justification. But two things are hence evident. First, that no one of them can be asserted to be the complete, adequate object of our faith. Secondly, that none of them are so absolutely, but as they relate unto the Lord Christ, as the ordinance of God for our justification and salvation. And this answers the experience of all that do truly believe. For these things, being united and made inseparable in the constitution of God, all of them are virtually included in every one of them. Parentheses number one. Some fix their faith and trust principally on the grace, love, and mercy of God. Especially they did so under the Old Testament for the clear revelation of Christ and His mediation. So did the psalmists. Psalms 130, verse 3 and 4. Psalms 33, verse 18 and 19. And the publican, Luke chapter 18, verse 13. And these are, in places of the scripture, innumerable, proposed as the causes of our justification. 
See Romans chapter 3 verse 24, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 to 8, Titus chapter 3 verse 5 to 7. And this they do not absolutely, but with respect unto the redemption that is in the blood of Christ. Daniel chapter 9 verse 17. Nor does the scripture anywhere propose them unto us but under that consideration. See Romans chapter 3 verses 24 and 25. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 6 to 8. For this is the cause, way, and means of the communication of that grace, love, and mercy unto us. Parentheses number 2. Some place and fix them principally on the Lord Christ, his mediation, and the benefits thereof. This the Apostle Paul proposes frequently unto us in his own example. See Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, Philippians chapter 3 verse 8 to 10. But this they do not absolutely, but with respect unto the grace and love of God, whence it is that they are given and communicated unto us. Romans chapter 8 verse 32, John chapter 3 verse 16, Ephesians chapter 1 verses 6 to 8. Nor are they otherwise anywhere proposed unto us in the scripture as the object of our faith unto justification. Parenthesis number three. Some in a peculiar manner fix their souls in believing on the promises. And this is exemplified in the instance of Abraham. Genesis chapter 15 verse 6. Romans chapter 4 verse 20. And so are they proposed in the scripture as the object of our faith. Acts chapter 2 verse 39, Romans chapter 4 verse 16, Hebrews chapter 4 verses 1 and 2, chapter 6 verse 12 and 13. But this they do, not merely as they are divine revelations, but as they contain and propose unto us the Lord Christ and the benefits of his mediation from the grace, love, and mercy of God. Hence, the apostle disputes at large in his epistle unto the Galatians that if justification be any way but by the promise, both the grace of God and the death of Christ are evacuated and made of none effect. And the reason is because the promise is nothing but the way and means of communication of them unto us. Parentheses number four. Some fix their faith on the things themselves which they aim at, namely, the pardon of sin and eternal life. And these also, in the scripture, are proposed unto us as the object of our faith, or that which we are to believe unto justification. Psalms chapter 130 verse 4, Acts chapter 26 verse 18, Titus chapter 1 verse 2. But this is to be done in its proper order, especially as unto the application of them unto our own souls. For we are nowhere required to believe them, or our own interest in them, but as they are effects of the grace and love of God through Christ and his mediation, proposed in the promises of the gospel. Wherefore, the belief of them is included in the belief of these, and is in order of nature antecedent thereunto. And the belief of the forgiveness of sins and eternal life, without the due exercise of faith in those causes of them, is but presumption. I have, therefore, given the entire object of faith as justifying, or in its work and duty with respect unto our justification, in compliance with the testimonies of the Scripture, and the experience of them that believe, allowing, therefore, their proper place unto the promises, and unto the effect of all 
in the pardon of sins and eternal life. That which I shall farther confirm is that the Lord Christ in the work of His mediation as the ordinance of God for the recovery and salvation of lost sinners is the proper, adequate object of justifying faith. And the true nature of evangelical faith consists in the respect of the heart, which we shall immediately describe, unto the love, grace, and wisdom of God, with the mediation of Christ in His obedience, with the sacrifice, satisfaction, and atonement for sin which He made by His blood. These things are impiously opposed by some as inconsistent. For the second head of the Socinian impiety is that the grace of God and satisfaction of Christ are opposite and inconsistent, so as that if we allow of the one, we must deny the other. But as these things are so proposed in the Scripture, as that without granting them both, neither can be believed, so faith with respects them as subordinate, namely the mediation of Christ unto the grace of God, that fixes itself on the Lord Christ and that redemption which is in His blood, as the ordinance of God, the effect of His wisdom, grace, and love, finds rest in both, and in nothing else. For the proof of the assertion, I need not labor in it, it being not only abundantly declared in the Scripture, but that which contains in it a principal part of the design and substance of the Gospel. I shall therefore only refer unto some of the places wherein it is taught, or the testimonies that are given unto it. The whole is expressed in that place of the Apostle, wherein the doctrine of justification is most eminently proposed unto us. Romans chapter 3, verse 24 and 25. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath sent forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood, to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins. Whereunto we may add Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. He has made us accepted in the Beloved, in whom we have redemption through His blood, according to the riches of His grace. That whereby we are justified is the especial object of our faith unto justification. But this is the Lord Christ in the work of His mediation. For we are justified by the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. For in Him we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Christ as a propitiation is the cause of our justification and the object of our faith. Or we attain it by faith in His blood. But this is so under this formal consideration as He is the ordinance of God for that end, appointed, given, proposed, set forth from and by the grace, wisdom, and love of God. God sent Him forth to be a propitiation. He makes us accepted in the Beloved. We have redemption in His blood, according to the riches of His grace, whereby He makes us accepted in the Beloved. And herein He abounds towards us, in all wisdom, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 8. This, therefore, is that which the gospel proposes unto us as the especial object of our faith unto the justification of life. But we may also, in the same manner, confirm the several parts of the assertion distinctly. Parentheses number one, the Lord Jesus Christ, as proposed in the promise of the gospel, 
is the peculiar object of faith unto justification. There are three sorts of testimonies whereby this is confirmed. Brackets number one, those wherein it is positively asserted, as Acts chapter 10 verse 43. To him give all the prophets witness, that through his name whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Christ believed in as the means and cause of the remission of sins is that which all the prophets give witness unto. Acts chapter 16 verse 31 Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. It is the answer of the apostle unto the jailer's inquiry. Sirs, what must we do to be saved? His duty in believing and the object of it, the Lord Jesus Christ, is what they return thereunto. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That which is proposed unto us as the only way and means of our justification and salvation, and that in opposition unto all other ways, is the object of faith unto our justification. But this is Christ alone, exclusively unto all other things. This is testified unto by Moses and the prophets, the design of the whole scripture being to direct the faith of the church unto the Lord Christ alone for life and salvation. Luke chapter 24, verse 25 to 27. Bracket number 2. All those wherein justifying faith is affirmed to be are believing in him, or believing on his name, which are multiplied. John chapter 1, verse 12. He gave power to them to become the sons of God who believed on his name. Chapter 3, verse 16. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 36. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. Chapter 6, verse 29. This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. Verse 47. He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Chapter 7, verse 38. He that believeth on me out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So, chapter 9, verse 35 to 37. Chapter 11, verse 25, Acts chapter 26, verse 18. That they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. In all which places and many others, we are not only directed to place and affix our faith on him, but the effect fact of justification is ascribed thereunto. So, expressly, Acts chapter 13, verse 38 and 39, which is what we design to prove. Brackets number three. Those which give us such a description of the acts of faith as make him the direct and proper object of it. Such are they wherein it is called a receiving of him. John chapter 1, verse 12. To as many as received him, Colossians chapter 2 verse 6 As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord that which we received by faith is the proper object of it and it is represented by our looking unto the brazen serpent when it was lifted up who were stung by fiery serpents John chapter 3 verse 14 and 15 chapter 12 verse 32 Faith is that act of the soul whereby convinced sinners 
ready otherwise to perish, do look unto Christ, as he was made a propitiation for their sins. And who so do shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He is, therefore, the object of our faith. Parentheses number two. He is so as he is the ordinance of God unto this end, which consideration is not to be separated from our faith in him. And this also is confirmed by several sorts of testimonies. Brackets number one. All those wherein the love and grace of God are proposed as the only cause of giving Jesus Christ to be the way and means of our recovery and salvation. Whence they become, or God in them, the supreme efficient cause of our justification. John chapter 3 verse 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So, Romans chapter 5 verse 8. 1 John chapter 4 verse 9 and 10. Being justified through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 3 verse 24. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 6 to 8. This the Lord Christ directs our faith unto continually, referring all unto him that sent him and whose will he came to do. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5. Brackets number 2. All those wherein God is said to set forth and to make him to be for us and unto us what he is so unto the justification of life. Romans chapter 3 verse 25 Whom God has proposed to be a propitiation. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30 Who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 He has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Acts chapter 13 verse 38 and 39 etc. Wherefore and the acting of faith in Christ unto justification, we can do no otherwise consider him but as the ordinance of God to that end. He brings nothing unto us, does nothing for us, but what God appointed, designed, and made him to do. And this must diligently be considered, that by our regard, by faith, unto the blood, the sacrifice, the satisfaction of Christ, we take off nothing from the free grace, favor, and love of God. Brackets number three. All those wherein the wisdom of God in the contrivance of this way of justification and salvation is proposed unto us. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 and 8. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded towards us in all wisdom and understanding. See chapter 3 verse 10 and 11, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. The whole is comprised in that of the apostle. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19. All that is done in our reconciliation unto God, as unto the pardon of our sins, and acceptance with him unto life, was by the presence of God, in His grace, wisdom, and power, in Christ, designing and effecting of it. Wherefore, the Lord Christ proposed in the promise of the gospel, as the object of our faith unto justification of life, is considered as the ordinance of God unto that end. Hence, the love, the grace, 
and the wisdom of God in the sending and giving of him are comprised in that object. And not only the actings of God in Christ towards us, but all his actings towards the person of Christ himself unto the same end belong thereunto. So, as unto his death, God sent him forth to be a propitiation. Romans chapter 3 verse 25. He spared him not, but delivered him up for us all. Romans chapter 8 verse 32. And therein laid all our sins upon him. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 6. So, he was raised for our justification. Romans chapter 4 verse 25. And our faith is in God, who raised him from the dead. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. And in his exaltation, Acts chapter 5, verse 31, which things complete the record that God hath given of his Son. 1 John chapter 5, verses 10 to 12. The whole is confirmed by the exercise of faith in prayer, which is the soul's application of itself unto God for the participation of the benefits of the mediation of Christ. And it is called our access through him unto the Father. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18. Our coming through him unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 and 16. And through him as both a high priest and sacrifice. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19 to 22. So do we bow our knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. This answers the experience of all who know what it is to pray. We come therein in the name of Christ, by Him, through His mediation unto God, even the Father, to be, through His grace, love, and mercy, made partakers of what He has designed and promised to communicate unto poor sinners by Him. And this represents the complete object of our faith. The due consideration of these things will reconcile and reduce unto a perfect harmony whatever is spoken in the scripture concerning the object of justifying faith, or what we are said to believe therewith. For whereas this is affirmed of sundry things distinctly, they can none of them be supposed to be the entire adequate object of faith, but consider them all in the relation unto Christ and they have all of them their proper place therein. Namely, the grace of God, which is the cause, the pardon of sin, which is the effect, and the promises of the gospel, which are the means of communicating the Lord Christ and the benefits of His mediation unto us. The reader may be pleased to take notice that I do in this place not only neglect but despise the late attempt of some to wrest all things of this nature, spoken of the person and mediation of Christ, unto the doctrine of the gospel exclusively unto them, and that not only as what is noisome and impious in itself, but as that also which has not yet been endeavored to be proved, with any appearance of learning, argument, or sobriety. This Reformation audio resource is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. Many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog, containing classic and contemporary Puritan and Reformed books, CDs, and much more, at great discounts, are on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at 
swrb.com. By phone at 780-450-3730. By fax at 780-468-1096. Or by mail at 4710-37A Avenue, Edmonton, AB, Canada, T6L3T5. If you do not have a web connection, please request a free printed catalog. If you do have a web connection and would like to be added to our email list, please send an email to add at swrb.com or swrb at swrb.com with the word add in the subject line. SWRB's email list is a double opt-in list. So once you've sent us your email address, you'll be asked by email to confirm that you want to join our list using the email address you have supplied. Your email information will be kept confidential, and you can easily remove yourself from our email list by simply emailing us at swrb at swrb.com with the word remove in the subject line. Once you are on our email list, you will be alerted to all the free Reformation resources, free MP3s, free electronic books and texts, etc., that SWRB makes available on the web, as well as, at times, to our best discounts and super specials. We also encourage you to reproduce this audio resource and to pass it on to your friends. But we only authorize this as long as the full contents of the message including the header and trailer, is not altered in any way, and as long as the audio file or cassette is given away for free. Thank you again for listening to this SWRB reading. And remember that Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 states, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. And 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 concludes, Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you.